time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. <laughs> We're here again. <laughs> we have won again. Two wins in half a season. Us, the Mandan bastards. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have words. I mean, two wins in half a season, Paul. It's, it's on a level with... Sunderland's Mick McCarthy side, it's nearly on a level with the with that Derby County team that took four points off us in 2007. It's on a par with some of the worst Premier League teams in history. And in our last 19 games, we've been nothing short of absolutely embarrassing. Um, I've posted it again yesterday. Steve McLaren's wins over the last over his last 19 games in charge when he lost all the dressing room when the when the wheels had fell off, so to speak. He won five of his last 19 games. Steve Bruce has won two. Where do you go from there, Paul? Like, how, he, he probably, how is this man still in the job? It, it, it's, it's absolutely the greatest question of our time. Somebody tweeted it uh, before. Things I don't understand. Uh, you know, algebra, you know, quantum physics... Steve Bruce's tactics, now he's still in a fucking job. Words to those effect. But um, you just couldn't make this up. It's every single every single week. Every time we come to do a podcast, it's a negative one. And we really would like to be able to balance the argument, balance the debate, find positives, or you know, pick through it and, and say that there's little glimmers of light. But two wins in, what did you say, 19 games 19. tells you everything you need to know about this absolutely cowardly phony imposter you know um it's it's it, it beggars belief how we can consistently be so so poor with the uh, you know with, with the wealth of talent you look at our squad mate on on paper you look at the names and we should not be in this position. And, you know, it, it, it gets to the stage now where you look back and you're looking back at the courts and Steve Bruce saying, well, there's six or seven teams looking over the shoulder. There's not, mate. And it's as clear as day at the moment. Uh, as we're recording this, Fulham are taking on Manchester City. But it's between us and Brighton. And you've got to remember, mate, that they absolutely ripped us one. They destroyed us on the second yeah. game of the yeah. season. So let nobody think that this is going to be an easy game. Certainly not with Steve Bruce in charge. And of course, the man who could pull the trigger. Well, I, I don't even know if he can make a cup of tea. Never mind fire a manager. So yeah. uh, we are absolutely, absolutely in the shit. You can go to the Bahamas yeah, and you can go to Dubai and you can go, uh, go yeah. to America, but he can't sack Steve Bruce. Yeah, in, in, in the middle of a pandemic as well. Yeah, How's he managed to wiggle that one? Where you're, not, where you're not allowed to travel, but uh, lo and behold, that is Mike Ashley in a nutshell. But he probably's traveling away, mate, to these far fun places on the, on the planet. So there's no TV, there's no internet, so he doesn't have to watch us. Unfortunately, because of our love and connection and affinity with the club, and it's 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 part of everything that we do. You're sort of sitting there watching, um, and it's. Awful. It maybe maybe if he did watch it, he'd realise what the problems were, and he would have took action ages ago. Like you said before, Bruce should have been gone at least after the uh, Sheffield United match. He, should be, he shouldn't be in in a job. He should be nowhere near it. And if he was a Geordie mate again, he would have stepped aside and let somebody else, uh, you, you know, sort of sort it out. But he he continues to maintain that we are absolutely fine. He's delusional. He's sniffing glue. He's doing something. He's not on the planet. What I'm watching and what he is, but obviously we'll get into it and dissect it like we normally do from start to finish. But well, another <laughs> another pile of shit made basically. It is. It's it's, an, it's another it's another draw, or as Steve Bruce put it, unbeaten in free, Paul. Unbeaten in free games, but. As usual, <laughs> we'll try and dissect Get the DVDs out. <laughs> we'll try and dissect the lineup that he put out and 
he, he made one change, mate. He got rid of Hendrick, which I think after the last podcast of what absolutely ripping him a new arsehole, I thought that was needed. But Emil Kraft started. I mean, I was I, he was saying in his pre-match press conference that um, Manquilla was okay and he trained well and it looked like he was going to be starting. I even posted, thank God we're not going to have to put up with Emil Kraft again. Yes, and lo and behold... One. Emil Kraft starts, and I'm thinking, what has he done to start the game? Seriously, oh. we've ripped him apart in the last three, four, four podcasts. He's cost him a goal after goal. He's he like is. a fart in a lift. He just with the smell yeah. won't fucking dissipate. How what yeah. do we have to do? How shit does he have to play in order to be dropped? You know, does Manquillo have to play like uh, Messi or Ronaldo in order to get into this team? Because, of course, we're doing so fantastically well. We only need to make one change because we, we are so wonderful on this long, unbeaten run. Not one second. What did you say? Three draws in a row. Fucking useless. Pathetic. Emil Kraft is like is as much used to Newcastle as a used bastard wet wipe. Get the fucker out. Flush him down the bog. Get <laughs> fucking rid. Awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. There's a couple of players I could think about, uh, think of the same sentiment for, to be honest. But um, this team, one change, and th- again, mate, this formation, like it works with Miggy, it works with Anson Maximin, it works with Callum Wilson, it works with these players, but they're not, they're not playing, they're injured. So surely you look to get the best out of what you've got, but it doesn't change it, mate. We'll keep the same. And the system going into the game seemed to be. Ryan Fraser in the middle, who's a winger, and Dwight Gale, who's a striker, on the left. Like, Paul, I can't... He's a manager of 20 years. He's talked about how Dwight Gale's been a target in his last three clubs, and he's playing him on the left. Like, if you'd done any scouting at all uh, regarding this flipping player, you'd know he's not a left bastard winger. Do you know what I mean? It's not in confidence, Paul. I can only think that that when the when the altercation happened with Matt Ritchie, that he's 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 knocked him and he's suffering from concussion or or something like that because not any person that I have spoken to of a black and white persuasion, including yourself, has said what a fantastic idea that is, playing uh, your 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 best finisher out on the left, out on the right, and then playing a midfielder who's about two foot nothing wet up top. <laughs> he said he's literally I'd rather have played one of the Umpa Lumpers because I tell you what we've got Willie fucking Wankester on the bastard touchline directing this absolute farce that we watched going going you know ahead yes the, the, the system was made to get the best out of three very talented footballers to get them working in a tandem in a system that would get the best out of them and it did that when they're injured though you've then got to get a different group of players and get the, the the maximum out of them, and playing a striker in midfield, and a midfielder in a false nine, do, doesn't do that. And what what is Andy Carroll done? You know, he came on again today to some to some effect. He got longer than he got last game, certainly. Uh, I mean, what, what what's happened? Has he caught? Is Steve caught him and and Mrs. Bruce in action? Pants dropped or something? I don't know, because I, I just think. After the form that we've been shown, would you not roll the dice and maybe throw two up front, get some crosses in? Because you can see that when we do get crosses in, a la the the the, the Lascelles goal, um, well goals, um, we can be effective. You know, Carroll can cause a nuisance. Gail can you know get in behind? He can feed off the scraps and this that and the other, and it will give us a chance. But in Bruce Bruce's screwed up head, I can only. Assume that uh, Matt Ritchie is not more, uh, you know, than than a few brain, brain cells out because I, I'm watching the game and I'm just getting more and more frustrated, more and more angry, more and more worried. I could yeah. literally, yeah. at times, and when that goal went in into in for Villa, I could have picked the TV up, lobbed it out uh, of the garden, and I was just like, "Oh fuck this!" Doing my best Piers Morgan impression at the time, and I know yeah. you were the same. I just, oh fuck, just, fuck, no, this is just fucking typical. Because I do think a draw was probably on on reflection a decent a, a decent a honest reflection of how Ooh. it went. But, Man City but, scored Paul. Man City are one up. Oh, this is what we've been reduced to. We're recording <laughs> this, and, 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 and we've got the Man City. We've got the Man City following game up. I mean, 
before the before this podcast, I was shitting kittens because I looked at who was out. No De Bruyne, no Sterling. But then you look at it and you've got Aguero, um, oh, Jesus. We could do with Jesus at this stage, I tell you that. And uh, I think Torres was playing up up to there. That was the three that they'd got in. Right. And I was like, oh, God, this is just typical. But we are so desperate. We're like scrapping around. I mean, we might as well go and pick shit with the, with the chickens for a week, mate, because that is how desperate Newcastle is at the moment and how desperate we are now position is. But thank goodness Man City have taken the lead. I know they're rotated because of the Champions League. Yeah. But, but, um, as long as it stays we, like that, mate. I mean, a couple more for goal difference would be all right, but um, yeah, yeah it but just can you injure a few of their players as well, please? <laughs> a couple, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what it's came to me under Bruce. We're looking at other teams and hoping and praying that can they can pull out mm. the shit because we know Steve Bruce can't. And to lean back onto the formation stuff, that I think that honestly, the reason he's keeping this flipping formation that doesn't work is simply because he's incompetent, Paul. That's that. That's it. He, there's just a total. M- mass amount of incompetence because before then, before this formation, before before Everton away where it all worked, when it worked against one team. Yeah, thanks Everton. By the way, um, yeah, it, worked, it worked against one team, Paul. Before then, it was chuck what chuck shit at a wall and see what stuck. Whether it was yeah. the five four one that he tried against bottom of the flipping tab- table, or the four four two he tried away at Crystal Palace, or you know these, or these uh, sorry away to Arsenal where he tried the four four two in the FA Cup. He was just chucking shit at a wall to see what what would work and what wouldn't. And he's found a formation that worked in one game all season, Paul. He's went right, we're sticking with that to the bitter end because that's all. That's the only time Newcastle have looked good ever this season under my my stewardship. Do you know, like he's panicking, and a manager twenty years experience, and all these mates in the media saying, "Oh, he's got experience, he's got experience, mate, he's got a twenty, I think he's got a twenty nine percent win record as Newcastle United manager, twenty nine percent. It's a worse win record for Newcastle than he's managed anywhere else across the board. Sunderland, Wigan, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Crystal Palace, anywhere he's managed." We currently are the worst win record of his entire career, so it's a piss poor manager in the worst form of his career. So Paul, when that was screwed, we're talking about three four wins before we came on the show. Uh, came on, yeah, and it's like we've won two. Haven't managed that half a season. Two and a half a season, we need three and three and ten. It's like you know what I mean. And he keeps saying we're okay, and he's saying we're fine. It's just an utter. Ignorance and obliviousness to the situation. Like, how yeah. stupid do you have to be to say, "Oh, we're fine"? Like, we're not fine. Fulham nobody thinks. Nobody else thinks we're fine. Doing this season to be not fine, and what we're going to do just draw till the end of the season because you can't. You don't have the backbone to try and win a game. Do you know what I mean? And the teams show that, mate. And you, the lack of. It's just pure laziness, mate. It worked in one game. So in his head, oh, well, I don't have to change it for a while until we lose four or five games on the bounce. That's the way Bruce looks at it. And even but then, it'll be, oh, well, we'll go back to the Rafa way. We'll go back to five at the back. That's, that's oh, it, it. Won't, it won't be too long. It won't be too long until Rafa's name is mentioned again because he has his book of excuses made up well before we even kick a ball. But uh, he can dress it up any which way he wants, mate. But we are deep, deep, deep in the absolute shit. We were up shit creek without a paddle, sinking fast. And um, yeah, I really, really, uh, you know, fear for us. I am getting it in the neck daily down here. Barnsley have just won again today. That's what nine wins they've got on the bounce. Since I've moved down here, they're on an absolute winning streak, mate. Move. A winning streak. <laughs> Get moved. I, I know. <laughs> it's It's absolutely... It's absolutely bizarre, and I will never live this live this down. I mean, the missus was on. As long as we up, mate, we can play them next season. Well, as a canny away day. Yeah, well, she of was like, "Well, if you get relegated, you know, she said, oh, you'll be all right for local away games and stuff." But we're both desperate, mate. We're both. Some people say get relegated. You know, it'll be easier to get the takeover and this, that, and the other. I'm of the opinion we need to fight two for nil to stay up. We should not be. A championship club. No, we I should not be fighting down the bottom of the fucking Premier League, mate. It, it's it's, it's championship. The, the the referees in the championship, the way the championship is, it's just. 
I have no faith in the current way Newcastle is that will come back up. Do, you, do does people really think Maxon and and Miggy and, and and Wilson are all going to stay in the Championship for us? Like, no, nah, not the a chance. Line next season will be Richie Hendrick and Dwight Gale. Is that is that what you think is going to take? Well, we don't, we don't even have Dwight Gale, do we? Because he's, he's off in the summer. Well, it, it's bizarre. So we'll have Andy Bastard Carroll, mate. Well, the even him. We've got nobody left. It, like, mate, we've got we've got to stay in the division. We've got to stay in the division. I think the I think the takeover personally is all on that because Mike Ashley won't drop his price by eighty million. Doesn't matter where yeah. championship team or not. He'd be like, oh, I want 300 million. Newcastle's a big club, yada, yada, yada. If 300 million when you took over, yes, because we're what well, the stock of being a European team and, and, and fans and such and such like that. But you kind of see after the 13 years of pure and neglect and the amount of money you'd need to put into the playing squad, you kind of see 300 million, mate. If yeah. you sold each and every one of our players, you wouldn't get anything over 150 million for the whole team. That's everybody, yeah. everybody in the squad. There'll be a huge the, the the ramifications, mate, of relegation include losing. You'd lose to Bravka, you'd lose uh, Lascelles, you'd lose. You might be able to keep your Clarks, your Fernandeses. Possibly, it's just wage dependent. We know they're on decent money. Uh, there's no relegation clauses put in any of the contracts. You're just crazy. Of the world stay. Yeah, you're going to be keeping your Emil Crafts because who's going to who's going to take these players off your hands? John Joe Shelby leading the line again, leading the charge. Uh, it, it literally, if that doesn't give you nightmares and doesn't sharpen your focus about Newcastle staying in the league, um, then I, I, I don't know. I don't know what will or you know. Uh, we need at least three wins, and I can see what they're looking at. They're looking at the Brighton game next weekend. Uh, they're looking at Burnley away, and probably Sheffield United, and then maybe hopefully the odd draw. But when you look at the bigger picture and you see two wins in 19, to think that we're going to get three in 10 is very, very, very optimistic. And yes, no doubt about it, having Miggy, ASM and Callum Wilson back, if they remain fit, which they've not done all season... If they remain Under boots, fit, where they train twice a week, yeah, where to, where to PT camp? Do you know what I mean? It's it's just total embarrassment, man. Yeah. And, and, it's and all the, ifs, buts, and maybe's, mate. It's all ifs, buts, and maybe's. And, and the trouble is, we're not taking care of business ourselves against Wolves. We've only got ourselves to blame. We took the lead, and we couldn't uh, defend it. Miscommunication, shooting our, our own foot, fucking it up. Uh, that is totally nutty to me still on, on, on Bruce. Um, we then go away to a team who, if you're going to go away and, and win against, West Brom are that team. If it's not going to be Sheffield United, it's going to be West Brom. And we had no intention of winning that game. And then we go into the game yesterday, and again, apart from maybe a few minutes, I, I thought some of the football was okay in patches. I thought the defence and goalkeeper were fine. I thought midfield, we did okay in, in sections and parts of the game. But up front, mate, because of the formation and how he's getting the personnel to play, I thought we were absolutely woeful and, and pathetic. And um, once again, I'm not going to criticise Joe Linton for his, his work ethic and stuff like that. But I will say when it comes to football intelligence, I just don't see a, a, a clinical goal finisher he talks about uh, there's, there's a, a couple of goal running, Joe Linton, just around the corner. What corner is this? What, what, on what map are is you looking at if you think it's around the corner? Because yeah. Jamal Lascelles in the last couple of games has scored more goals than Joe Linton. I think personally 40. that Kieran Clark, Kieran Clark is much more of an attacking threat than Joe Linton. Now, that's not to say that I thought he put a decent shift in, some good tackles. Some some decent passes, this, that, and the other. Has it just gone two? Two nil. <laughs> this again, see, this is what we're this is what we're drawn to. Uh we need favours. We need to call in every favour that we ever can. Thank you, Man City. I've never criticized you buying the league. I've never done that. No, but, no, um, never. <laughs> I've never done that. But um yeah, I, I just thought again, Joe Linton, if you're judging him as a striker. He's just not got it in him. He's not got that lethalness and this, that, and the other. But I do think he certainly deserve deserves some praise. He was doing a lot more than other players were doing yeah. yesterday. Um, and there were definitely green, little, tiny green shoots of, of recovery. But he's a player made bang out of 
maybe confidence you would say but but to come out with a statement afterwards where you say oh there's a couple of goals in Joe Linton once he scores one he'll go on a run and he'll score a couple I just think if you think that's around the corner Steve you need to get a new map book you need to invest in a new map because it's 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 absolutely you're off your tits yeah, you're off your tits. I mean, not, we might as well, we might as well get, get into the game in any way, mate, because we've talked about Joel and, and to be honest, yeah. I, thought, I thought he had a really good first half. I really did. I thought Tyrone Mings is a big lad and he's one of the seen as one of the uh, most defenders in the country. And um, Joel Linton just ripped him apart. There was times in that game, Joe uh, Mings couldn't cope. And the thing is, if he had a bit of confidence, if he had a bit of coaching, he would have scored two or three yesterday. And I, I might get shit for that. I probably will, but he would have made. He would have scored. He would have scored at least a goal yesterday if he had a bit of confidence and a bit of coaching. Because the amount of times he was looking to pass anywhere else but hit the goal and shoot. Yeah. He's the same against West Brom as well. The ball falls to him and he just doesn't want to do with it, mate. He can yeah. get to the dance, but when it comes to the dance, it's like he doesn't I, want I to just, do. I just don't know. To, to me, he, he, as, as an athlete, he's so physically looks impressive. He's well built. He, he can get around it. He's doing a lot of the things that he needs to do to be a good uh, footballer. But I look at him and I look at the football intelligence side of it. And I, and yeah, I don't see it. that. I don't see a killer instinct, mate. I don't see the football intelligence because he passes when he should shoot. And sometimes he shoots when he should pass. And it's really, really frustrating. But I, I will say that I'm quite... I was quite encouraged, and that's why I talked about the little green shoots yesterday. And certainly, when I was looking at it, he wasn't getting all, all of my my uh, my sort of frustration. It was more to do with the stupid tactic that we, you know, continued. Yeah, that was amazing for me too. That that, that 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 was it. That Emil Kraft, obviously, that that really really pissed me off because it's Shelby like, how, again. yeah, how shit do you have to be? Shelby again, he wasn't as worse as what he's been, but. It comes to the old adage about we don't need Hollywood balls at the moment, but it, it got it got through. Yeah, it, it, got, it got though yesterday, and he was pissing me off, and even more so second half. He was continuously, even the short passes, it they just weren't coming off quite enough. They never um, and I, no, the, and, and the oh, from yesterday was atrocious. Some of the short passes he was picking out, he was picking out, he was picking out. He has played worse. Out. Yeah, he has played worse. I will say ball. that, but he was awful yesterday. But there's other games when he's played, it's been diabolical. But yesterday, just short passes. It's like five-yard pass, and he wasn't able to make it. And I, I don't know. I mean, he come out. They come out during the week, mate. About uh, things about like, um, oh, if you don't run in this team, then you, you won't be involved in the team. If you don't graft, and he doesn't shit. do, he doesn't do anything, mate. He's, he just, he just appears to me at the moment to be a cheerleader for Steve Bruce and. And I get I get the overriding opinion when I watch him play that he's a bit of a a lazy bugger and I just I can't imagine that he trains well. He looks like he's been smoking forty uh, cigarettes before he's come out. He's he's standing over, breathing heavy and and all of this. And I, I sort of I'm looking for him in these sort of games. I don't, I said before I don't expect him when we play Manchester City or Tottenham to control the midfield. But when we're when we're playing a, a, a team who we need to be able to go at. I'm looking for him to make a real, real difference. <laughs> three. It's three. Okay, now, I, I'm not used to this. I need an abacus now because I can't <laughs> count on a football match past one or two, never mind three. Thank you, Manchester City. I, I love, I mean, I love Oasis songs, do you? <laughs> I, I love, like I love it, me, like. Well. But um, no, mate. Thank I com- I, Manchester I com- City. <laughs> I completely, I completely get where you're coming from, mate. Uh, regarding that, you know what I mean. It's just. I mean, I, I, I was screaming at the TV. I was like, "Go, you baldy bastard!" And all this. I mean, I, I'm as bald as out, but I was sitting there screaming. I was just so frustrated with him because on he's his day, mate, it's fell on, on the. Day. On his day, he's got it, but the passing ability, mate, it's just not there. Like, it's like a one in fifteen, mate, for him now. Like honestly, I think the way Bruce looks at it, I think he look. It's like pass the ball to John Joe. John Joe pick out a pass forty yards away, and that'll get up the field. And it just doesn't. It never does, mate. And the thing is, I, this is another one that hasn't been mentioned as much on Twitter. But you've got John Joe Shelby playing a deep line playmaker role, or uh, someone that's sitting in front of the back four, and then you've got Isaac Hayden playing as a free role midfielder alongside Willock. Now, I, I, I'm never, I never 
put down Isaac Hayden. But defensive side of the ball, he's absolutely fantastic. On the ball last night, I thought he was terrible. Every time he touched the ball, mate, he lost it or he he fell over his feet. And and like you, Isaac Hayden's not known as this is this powerhouse midfielder and he's going to take the ball forward and 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 dominate midfields for you. Of course not, but defensively, like you need to prioritise which players are playing in the right position. They're going as far to prioritise John Joe Shelby that they're playing other midfielders outside of outside of the position to play John Joe in a deep line playmaker position when but, it but, doesn't. But should work. we have two, mate? This this is the thing, right? If if you've got four at the back and obviously Dummett's a defensive, uh, a defensive minded left sided def- like defender, you're having four at the back. Then you're having two Holland midfielders, so you've got you've got six players there. So it's not a surprise that there's not enough bodies in the box. And time and time and time again, it shows that when we do get into a position where we can cross, the player in that wide position looks up and he sees, if you're lucky, one person in the box. Now, you're not going to score. It doesn't take rocket science to work out if there's not too many uh, people in the box. You're not going to score too many goals. So let's get more bodies in the box and let's go for it. And why shouldn't we? I mean, I thought Aston Villa were there for the taking, mate. They're missing Grealish. They're missing a few others. Tiare got injured during the match and I was quite impressed with him actually up to that point. Um, I just felt like games like this and games against West Brom and games against Wolves, we should have been a bit braver, bolder, have one less defensive-minded player, put an extra offensive player in, and and go for it. I, I just think like when Andy Carroll come on later in the game, and we'll get to that shortly. It it made it made a difference, but he's almost taking the piss out of Carroll. I think at the moment, um, and, and taking the piss through his substitutions and stuff like that. But mate, at the end of the day, we've got to start looking after ourselves and getting wins for us, so we can stay up and stop relying on. We're watching other games desperately. And you're watching we'll the commentary we're, on this one. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like we should we're envious. We're, we're so envious stuff instead of worrying about everybody else and hoping they can keep us above water. Do you know what I mean? But it's just so disappointing, mate. And uh, like the way we're set up, the the way we play, and like we can look at individual players. There are a, a couple of ones where I'd say does matter which managers in they wouldn't be good enough for the football club like Emil Kraft but it just comes down to just utter arrogance from the manager that he's got his particular favourites that he'll always go with like the likes of John Joe the likes of uh, Joe Linton and, and, and people like that he'll constantly play them no matter what and he played Hayden out position to accommodate John Joe Shelby which I think it should be the other way around if anything Um, but I look at the bench and what we've got on the what's bench. What's wrong with putting Sean in, mate? The, I think the Sean would be all right. It might even better. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There would have been did all right. Did you see the running stats that came out this week? Yeah, I did. Chronicle put them out. Um, yeah, and Sean, Sean was at the uh, was at the top. You know, and you think with, with I know John Joe he did appear there once or twice, but these are in games where we didn't have much of the ball. So yeah, you would expect him to come out on top. And and with our midfield being run around a lot, then yes, I, I'm, I wasn't surprised there. But I just think with Sean, what you're going to get is you're going to get he's a local lad who gets it and understands. He will run and he will offer something. And he, and I think to, to to my frustration, when he's given opportunities, he's given opportunities in the in the wrong place i still think he's, he's better on the edge of the box coming on to things striking things picking out little passes or a bit more he's of a not, free roll like hayden got he's not a deep play matty is a deep player sean is a number 10 but they that, won't get chances mate. they won't get chances because the fellow was steve bruce do you know what yeah, i mean exactly so that that's that's Bullshit. the problem i mean He's put Steve Bruce has put in his own personal, um, his own personal thoughts and things that yeah, are above the professionalism of the football club and it, above his home club. Apparently, it's just utter pettiness, petulance from an utter baby. Do you know what I mean? He's a big baby. He's just a, he's just a, he's a shit manager. Yeah. And when you upset him, he's a big baby. About I mean, look at the way that we went on with Craig Hope the other week, man. Because, like saying, Artie's fifteen minutes of fame. What you? Because he was right. Arrogant he bastard. Doing his job, and you exactly. ban him, and you can say, "Oh, he's fifteen you're, minutes of 
him. He loves he loves the attention. More like Bruce. Oh loves my him. word. He's the he biggest attention hawkwoman. It's ridiculous, man, Paul, how petulant this bloke is. Yeah. And it, we're suffering. It's petulance and arrogance with the formation. It's just petulance and arrogance with players picked. It's just, it's like, I feel he's just trying to relegate Newcastle. That's the feeling I get. I just feel like he's trying to relegate Newcastle with his lack of tactics, his lack of thought, his, his utter laziness with training, his utter laziness with everything. He's just a lazy bastard of a manager. And Look at like, what he's come out though, mate. He, 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 like attacking the fans. Not literally has the dust settled on that game last night. And he comes out, well, you know, then. Oh, and all this bullshit. Yeah, but uh, attacking the fans, that is bang out of order. The fans, mate, as Bobby Robson would say, yeah. are the lifeblood. As Keegan would say, are the lifeblood of this football club. Yeah. Uh, and and where they where the only things of. of, of of any like class at all at the moment, everything else is embarrassing. But to sit there and attack the fans and put it on them, there's been no fans in the stadium this season. There should be no excuses whatsoever. But Steve Bruce has the biggest book of excuses that you're ever likely to come by. He makes Alan Pardew look like a saint. I thought Pardew was bad with Pardew, excuse bingo, and all of that. But Pardew's like body all in comparison to this flipping yeah. brick ball, honestly. I mean, I was going to speak about what you said after the game because that's the thing that's really pissed me off the most. Um, there wasn't really much to talk about in this game, to be honest. Um, obviously, their goal happened. I did a Piers Morgan impression when they scored because <laughs> the ball went in and took a deflection that went in off the bar and I was thinking, flipping typical. And yeah. uh, I was thinking, right, what, what's the excuse now, Bruce? And I was shouting at, I was shouting at um, the telly and that. I was thinking, well, if we're going to be these without Jack Grealish, who we're going to beat? If we're going to beat Wolves, we're going to beat West Brom, we're going to be flipping Brighton, we're going to beat anybody. Who we're going to be United. And then, and then with minutes to go, we're high on Andy Carroll and stuff, and um, and obviously I mean, what, 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 the just there, mate. Just there, that substitution. What, 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 what's the point? I mean, I will just say, right, substitutions. They're making, they're making changes, right? They're trying to win the game. And it just feels to me like Steve Bruce is trying desperately not to lose the game. And it's the wrong mentality, oh, again, totally. Because it, it was, at this stage, I was boiling my piss. I was screaming out. But like, when are you going to change it, you cabbage-headed bastard? And you're waiting, and it's like 10, 15 minutes to go before you're making changes. You need to be brave and bold and make changes. And if things aren't working, change the system, change the personnel. Andy Carroll got, what, 20 seconds last week? And today, as soon as the goal went in, you panned over and you looked at the bench and you, Andy's... And it and it's like, it's just, again, another example of a throwback to the 90s. Oh, we're losing. Throw the big lad on. Do you remember when uh, Manchester City were losing? They were losing the game. And they threw uh, Psycho, uh, Stuart Pearce, chucked on David James famously up top. Right. It's exactly the same sort of thing. And that's that's Bruce's plan. And I was pissing myself, because, well, pissing myself and crying at the same time. Because the commentator said, well, that was Newcastle's plan A. What's Newcastle's plan B? I thought, are you off your tits? We I'm haven't had a plan, plan A. a. We don't have a plan A. Don't even dare say that we're going to plan B now. But, yeah, Big Andy, he's thrown on. And I'd be saying to him, what, what's wrong with me? I'm only ever thrown on in dire emergencies or just to take the piss. It's not worth me taking my tracksuit off for 20 seconds. And, and, and it wasn't... He's never used... Proactively, he's being told that he won't get offered a new contract until the end of the season when his contract runs out, if he gets a new contract. So he's playing for his future, but they're not giving him any opportunities whatsoever. There's a but couple of players, mate, in this bracket. The one that I feel sorry for before we obviously cover the goal is uh, Jacob Murphy, because I think if he started oh. last night, I think he causes problems, but instead he plays Dwight Gale in his position and drops him. But when Jacob Murphy came on, mate, honestly, he was a breath of fresh air. He, he, he had that chance where he hit the bar. Personally, I thought he should have scored that. I think if that's Joe yeah. Linton, I think Joe Linton gets crucified on Twitter, mate, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, fair point, yeah, mate. I mean, Jake, he played really well, Murphy. He was a constant threat, constantly beating players, constantly trying to make things happen. And he kind of got a look in. I don't understand why. Like, if you'd have played What's him, the process? Him, Gale, Gale in the middle, and obviously Fraser on one side and Murphy on the other. You have you have width, you have threat, you have pace, and you obviously have someone in the middle like Gale. Or if you want, go Carroll. If you want to get the crosses into the box for him, go figure. And 
I'm just I'm just an average drawing a podcast, mate, and I'm saying this. Whereas the manager, 20 years, oh, you're a keyboard warrior. nearly a thousand games in charge of a, a, a foot in football as a manager, and he kind of fraud, mate. He's an absolute fucking player. fraud. It's it's total embarrassment, mate. It really is. Like, yeah. Jacob Murphy comes on, he makes an impact. Andy Carroll comes on. There was a moment in that game actually when Carroll came on. Um, someone lost the ball and he ran like 10, 20 yards and made a wicked tackle, um, to keep to keep it alive for it was it was it was brilliant from him. And I, I like to see things that are a bit of bottle. Do you know what I mean? If Carl if Carl's going to show that type of fight for ninety minutes, I want him playing. It's just whether he can stay fit for ninety minutes. That's the that's the be all and end all. The, the the thing is though, mate, the play the play trying to get crosses into the box. And the amount of crosses where I was thinking, if Andy Carroll was on the field, he might have got ahead of that. Or if 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 Joe, Joe Linton was a bit more aggressive, like an Andy Carroll would be, the amount of crosses that were going into the box, a good amount of crosses, Paul, but there's not a, an aerial threat. Yet you have one sitting on the bench, and when you bring them on, you don't put crosses into the box. Like, you only bring them on, though, mate. This is the thing. At nil-nil, why wasn't Andy Carroll brought on? Why didn't we go to two up top? Why don't we go for Why do we never try and win a game of football? Because to me, it just appears that it's uh, it's okay. We just don't don't lose. Don't lose. And oh, then, I, then, I, then I, keep, I keep my record going. I, I'm undefeated, you see. And, and that's what it is. And it's short-term, simple-mindedness. If we lost, but we lost trying to win, I think we'd win more than we lose. And we'd get more points in the process. At this stage of the season, mate, draws are simply not good enough to get the fucking job done. We no. are not going to draw every single game. We're going to get destroyed off teams like uh, Liverpool. Um, we've got Arsenal having to play. Leicester, I seem to think we've got le left to play. Teams like this are going to... Actually, no, they'll have Arsenal at home. Arsenal. Right. But we're, going to get we're going to get destroyed, mate, off them. So there's no picking up points there. Because if you, if you could sit there and think, well, 10 games, 10 draws, 10 points puts us on 38 points, that might be enough. We are not simply going to, to get that. We've got to go and be brave next weekend against Brighton and actually play some, some football. And we and, and maybe, we maybe we surprise them by the fact that we actually, for a change, start with a formation that suits the personnel available. Not the personnel who are left back up at Newcastle injured, the personnel who are actually fit and available and do a job and, and play people to the strengths. Because if I'm Dwight Gale, I'm not signing a new contract. I don't want to be a left winger. I don't want to be a right winger. I don't want to be a bench warmer. I want to be starting and I want to be scoring goals. All goal scorers are greedy bastards. Uh, but you saw, mate, at the end of last season, when uh, Dwight Gale was in the team, we went on a little bit little bit of a of a run. We got a few points. We scored a few goals. And Gail Gail was central to that. And I just don't understand the logic. Surely his short term memory isn't that bad. Surely Matt Ritchie's not knocked that much of the stuffing out of him. Can you not remember last season? Can you not remember the impact that this lad had? It's so so maddening. And 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 oh, He's, he really needs to get it sorted because the thing is, there's potentially going to be 10,000 fans in that Sheffield United game. I'm going to open a cabbage stall outside the ground. Uh, <laughs> I want to make some right money for the food bank. I really am. I want to bring 10,000 cabbages for those 10,000 people. Um, it's going to be toxic and a half because there's a year's worth of frustration from the fans that we want to get a message over, not just to Steve Bruce, but to our football club and the powers that be. That this is not good enough because they don't it's listen not to acceptable because they're not listening to us, mate. They're, they're not listening to us. And Charlie is, a, is, a, is an absolute coward. And the only way he would act is if he can see it, he can hear it, it's in his face all the time. And and this COVID stuff, this COVID lockdown situation, football suits these to the absolute ground because they can't hear the criticism. And, and, and that's as, as simple as it, as it is. And they've got a blind faith and a blind loyalty in this man to 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 succeed. But I think even if there's 10,000 Geordies in there, mate, for that Sheffield United game, if we're safe, if we're not safe, if we're already relegated by them, which is a possibility, um, he will be getting hell. But I, I, I honestly, at this stage of the game now, believe that for that Sheffield United game, that man will be in the dugout because of the arrogance and the incompetence 
of Lee Charney, uh, Justin Barnes, Keith Bishop, and Mike Ashley. And if Mike Ashley has got to lose money or put his hands in his pocket, then so be it. Um, he can. He, he talks about Newcastle fans deserve the best and better than this and this, that, and the other. But he refuses to do fuck all about the mess that we're in now. Not the mess that you know a takeover could sort out in a year or two's time. We're in the dog shit now. Do something about it now before it's too bastard late. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you'll be in charge for that game, that wall back in. Of course you will. Well, the ten thousand are back in. I don't know if we're going to be in the in, in the ground. Like, we are. I'd like to be, but obviously I'm not going to hold my breath. Do you know what I mean? But I mean to to talk about this goal, mate. I mean the Villa, obviously Villa scored that deflected one. Um, but our Jammy goal, it, it's the one time it's worked with Steve Bruce where he chucks the forward on, he chucks extra on, and we we'll, we'll pile everything forward, and the ball goes in. Great cross from Murphy. Um, which shows he should have started with a good cross. <laughs> Lo and behold, uh, magic that. Um, and obviously, Lascelles, great header. Um, very similar to the Wolves' header, but we'll say the other side. It, the, the, the power it, he generates made on it. Yeah, it was a, beautiful. Um, beautiful. It was more, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a celebration, it was just more like of relief. It was just relief. Yeah. Oh, well, we've, we've nicked a point because obviously. In this must win game. As, as, as Ryan Fraser came out in the week, well, this is a must-win game for us and all the sound bites that normally come out from the club. This is must-win, this is must-win, this is must-win. Not in Bruce's eyes, it was must-not-lose. And that that is That's exactly it. what happened, mate. But it just comes up mentality of the entire football club. I mean, on the on the base of things for our play and that, we had a couple of decent chances. Obviously, Joel Linton had a couple of chances that he refused to take. Um, Villa had a couple of chances as well, but I think in all draw was probably a fair result, but just not playing good enough, mate. I mean, for half of that second half, we looked so unstructured, it's unreal. It was just a kind of a free for all 90s back and forth type game, it was just back and forth and back and forth. Who was going to win it? And it's just that seemed like championship standard, wasn't it? Yeah, it It, it looked it looked like that, and and that's the worrying thing. And that was without the talisman, Jack Grealish. The worst thing is Palace beat Wolves without their talisman and Zaha as well. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're still not picking up results against teams that don't have their best players. It's 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 madness, mate. I know we don't have our best players, but there's still a good enough squad there to pick up wins at home against Aston and Villa. Like, they're not that good. Yeah. I know they're highly rated this season, but they're not as good as... What well, no. the media say though, because I've obviously got a couple of me, a couple of Villa darlings in the media with Merson and and people like that, you, you know. But it was a crap. Our, our need, yeah, our, our need, mate. Yesterday was greater than theirs, and that need of points should have been more than enough in the tank to get to get it done. Bruce Ball is one of the worst brands of football that I have ever seen. You know, again, you look back and you think of your Joe Caneas and you think, oh, well, Pardew, football was this, that, and the other. He was obsessed with left-backs, Alan Pardew. Um, and there was a great sigh of relief when, these, when when Crystal Palace actually paid us money to part with his services or Joe Caneas leaves uh, and, and all this sort of thing. Even Hullet with sexy football that went awfully wrong. That, that we, It was the, the, the biggest biggest turn-off. It wasn't sexy football at all. No. Um, but this brand of Bruce Ball is by far the worst I think I've ever, ever, ever seen. It is the worst boring. Yeah. It, yeah it, 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 could, it could be terrible. It, if it was if it was like defensively something, do you know what I mean? If it wasn't just shit and yeah. undisciplined and, and, and terrible. That if it was defensive but structured, uh, we had an idea, we looked like we had a purpose, then I wouldn't complain, mate. But it's no. boring in the sense that there's nothing there. It's just go out in the field, lads, and see what you can do. And It's the Benny and, Hill school of uh, football. It, it literally it, is. If, it. I was a, if I was a Villa fan, knowing what I know about Bruce, dropping points to Steve Bruce, I would be furious. Because be like, he, he hasn't got any tactical knowledge about them. Just do... Nope. Just have a little bit of ta- tactics about you and you'll beat Steve Bruce. Not a problem at all because he's the worst manager in Premier League history. He is. For me, he's the worst manager in Premier League history and this is what we've got as a manager, mate. He's and, and, absolutely and, and a true. Brighton. Yeah, Brighton will be sitting there rubbing their hands together. They've got Southampton tomorrow as we record this, right? 
And they'll be thinking to themselves, we are capable of getting six points out of the next two games. And if they get six okay. points out of the next two games, then they're as good as okay. They're, you're then looking at Fulham, and I think Fulham, despite the fact they're losing, is it still 3 0 as, as we record this? Um, they play better football than us, and they can see a system. Now, that system isn't going to work every single game to win you every single uh, match, but he doesn't need it. We just needs to keep it down to a couple of points for that final game of the season. We'll have to, all have to do is match there there about. two wins in 19. All I have to do is match Newcastle and then they can put win the coffin on the final day. That's all yep. I have to do. And even though they're getting B3-0, yeah, mate, they haven't given up. They have, they're still showing a bit of fight, you know what I mean? When we go 2-3-0 down, we're, we're gone. We're finished. We're done we, fight. We will get absolutely destroyed after the likes of Manchester City. We will. There's like, no doubt about this. Obviously, with Fulham getting beat the night, goal difference is literally only the, the difference is two or three, but we've still got Man City to play. It'll be ten after yeah. that. We'll play City. Do you know what I mean? It's just it, it, you're totally right it, because it's it, it's it is not defensive football that we play. It's, it's not just any lazy yeah, football. Unstructured. Ball. Yeah, and the players the players look unfit. Uh, there's there's no preparation. The set pieces are fucking garbage. The throw-ins are worse. And every time we get the ball in a promising situation, say from a throw-in. The ball ends back with the goalkeeper, and and I am, I am screaming at that TV. But you've got to think, mate. If if it goes to the last game of the season, Fulham are going to have thousands of their fans only in that stadium, being for our blood. And I just think the man in charge isn't competent enough to be able to steer us through these rocky uh, waters. But there's no doubt about it, mate. Next week is huge for for us. If we lose it. You might as well relegate us if we're not already relegated already. The, the thing um, is, though, mate, like, we, we've said this the last couple of podcasts, oh, the yeah. next game's huge, the next game, the next game. We're running out of games, Paul. Do you know what I mean? It's it's becoming to the point. that it, it, it is. It's the point of no return. It's either we need to get rid of Steve Bruce and move on to someone else or stick with him and get relegated. It's literally, that's the line in the middle now. That's it. Relegation or or, or, yep. or get rid of Bruce and give her a chance. But they're not going to do that. They're going to stick with Steve Bruce. Lord knows why. I don't know why they're no. going to stick with him, but they're going to stick with him what seems to be the end of the season. And then if we're in the, if we're in the shit with two games to go, mate, that's it. We're done. We're finished. Because we'll not be Sheffield United and we'll not be Fulham. We'll probably yeah, pick up a I, point I, I, I can't see. I honestly It is. It's pathetic. And yeah, a draw is probably a fair result on the on the concept of play, but Newcastle need to improve, mate. It's still a shit performance from Newcastle. Still not enough. It's playing not to lose, not playing to win. There's a massive, massive difference. And you Probably. can see it with the mentality of the manager. Oh, well, you know, it's not a must-win. Oh, well, you know, if the great the, the other team are a great side. And it's just the mentality of the manager is is rubbed off on the players to an extent of they're in fear. Like, look at yeah. Joel, mate. He, he's scared to shoot. He's scared to hit the ball with power and a bit, bit, of, a bit of fire. And there's not a fan inside the stadium, mate. There isn't a supporter in there. There's, 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 no, there's no added pressure from the stands. There's nothing. It all comes from the manager. There's no excuse for poor communication because the manager should be able to be heard from literally all corners of, of, of the pitch. It is down to him. It is down to his organisations, his lack of trying to be brave. At nil-nil, mate, with 60, 65 minutes gone, be bold, be brave, make a couple of substitutions, make them nice and early and give them some chance to be able to affect the game. What's Andy Carroll supposed to do with the dregs of a game? What's Jacob Murphy supposed to do with not enough time? So, look, if you're going to make changes, make them early. Be dis you know, divisive. Uh, just try something. Be bold. Be confident in yourself. Be proactive. Uh, That's yeah, be proactive. And stop. We are constantly reactive. That is a, yeah. a, a great point. Um, oh, yeah, which is better than the, the point that we got. But you know, it's another point on 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 the pitiful total that we've got, and it just seems we've been stuck in these twenty points area for forever and a day. But um, yeah, yeah, that's when we got into twenty points, and we're in and March, we're and we're still in the twenty point mark. It's embarrassing, Paul. I mean, uh, to round off the game, a, a point. We needed three, but on the concept of the game, it's probably a fair result. 
but it's his post-match press com uh, post-match press comments, Paul. Um, every week they seem to piss us off more and more and more. Like sitting there, three games unbeaten. Like who do you think you are? Three games unbeaten. It really pisses us off, Paul. Because or against Wolves at home, who are having their worst season since getting promoted. By the way, Aston Villa without Jack Grealish and flipping West Brom away. And they're shit, and they've and they conceded more goals at home than any any other team in the division. And he's and it's like he's bragging, he's he's bragging about being yeah. free. He's almost people. bursting with pride, isn't he? He's like that's with the run that we are on, and it's like you are the most deluded old fool that I have ever 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 met. It, it it's like he's he's gone over and he's and he's and he's an old bloke by himself, and um. He's, he's gone and married one of these Russian brides and he's come back. Well, she's chose me because of my handsome good looks and personality. No, she hasn't. She's chosen because you're your bank balance, you daft old bastard. Do you know what I mean? Wake up, actually see the game and see what's gone on and see the deficiencies and solve the problems. Stop making excuses for yourselves and please, for the love of Jesus fucking Christ, stop having a go at the fans. It is not the fans' fault it's not the pressure it's of, of, scenario, of running mate. the club and the and the, the, the unrealistic expectations. I mean, oh, oh, I, come out. I know, I know we shit. We shit. We shit, but fucking hell, you still somehow, despite the fact that I know how shit we are, you somehow manage to scrape beneath that every single week. And I'm like, oh my word, I know we shit, but how come you can lower the bar, Steve Bruce, just that little bit more? Stop having a go at the fans. It's nothing to do with the fans. It's to do with your poor tactics, poor management, poor recruitment, and poor, poor everything else. You're not looking yeah. after the players, we're, we're, not we're playing the right players, and you're not making the substitutions. Yeah. And also yeah. as well, you're making it personal. You're falling out with Sean Longstaff. It's beyond personal, it, mate. With me, yeah. it really is. I'm and, and then, and then you're, you're, you're attacking players. You, you, you are physically attacking players. You absolute mentalist. Well, he, he he sat there and said, hey, "Oh, we're only as good as we're strikers." Yet you play your winger up front. You play you play your best available forward on the left. Like how much of a flipping, how much of an idiot do you have to be? Like how stupid do you have to be to to blame your strikers? You play them on the left. Uh, how stupid do you have to be to say, "Oh, well, the demand too much when you've won two since November, yeah. November." Five months ago, Paul, half about We're not demanding too much. Yeah. It's verbal diarrhea, mate. That is what it is. It's verbal diarrhea spewing out of that man's it's mouth. Nearly longer than the than the than, yeah. than the birth of this podcast. For God's it, it sake. Is. But it, it is it, it's it's verbal diarrhea. And, and the thing is, before I used to think the most stupid thing that I'd ever saw was um Joe Kinnear when he scouted a Newcastle player. And I think it was um it was the Irish yeah. Shane Ferguson, yeah. Shane Ferguson. He, he scouted one of our players. He said, oh, he's a great player. Who does he Who does he uh, play for? He's one of your players at Newcastle. So <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was the, the, the bottom. I thought that was the, the literally the lowest line of retardation that you could get. But Steve Bruce finds new ways to be able to, again, scrape the bottom of the barrel. He finds new ways to embarrass himself. And you know what? He yeah, embarrass yourself, Steve Bruce, all you want, but you are embarrassing our football club. We are going to be relegated. We are going to be playing at um, at Coventry. They're going back to the Rico Arena around the next uh, next season, so we'll have a nice trip out to, to Coventry City, and we might have a Rotherham at the New York Stadium to be able to play at. Uh, we'll obviously have uh, Bramall Lane, Sheffield United, Huddersfield, all these yeah, all these summer places, possibly even Sunderland, a uh, Derby. Match in the, the the championship. You are in, but it's it's one thing, mate, to embarrass yourself. But please, 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 stop embarrassing our club anymore. I've 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 I've, 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 I've literally, I, I don't know any much more ways to to be able to to convey how frustrated, how maddened, how pissed off I am at his his tactics, his substitutions. It's just everything. Um, yeah, his selection. It's just. It's literally you're just fighting uh, bushfires, and and it's like it's the old adage, even with the substitutions, which is, seems to be a, 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 a quite a new thing by him, just to hold on. It's like he's waiting, he's on the Titanic, 
the, the, the literally the front end of the ship's gone down. The middle section of the ship has gone down. And you're right at the end and you're saying, mm, maybe we should go to the lifeboats. We should have gone to the lifeboats literally ages ago, you absolute fucking mentalist. He is, mate. He's a total, so total stupid. Fool. Like, it's, ev- it, it's never his fault. Like, if we do get into the stands, Steve Bruce, it's never your fault. I, I, I could imagine yeah. one of the songs that I'll be sung. Because he, he finds ways to blame everybody but himself. And, like, you've got you've got idiots believing him in the media. You know, he's aging friends. Um, oh, he's the most unlucky manager in the league. We're the most unluckiest fan base for having the bastard. He's a horrible, yeah. selfish, senile old man, mate. Six million quid. He, he's, he, he's, for that life. He, just, he just runs through the motions. He's just like, oh, well, it's another press conference. I'll say the same spiel and all that. And he gets no backlash, mate. And with there being no no fans to call him out on it in stadiums and he doesn't go on social media, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, well, well, uh, Scott Free, I don't know what the fans are thinking. The only perception and- he's seen of the fans this season is when there's been banners outside the ground, mate. Yeah. That's the only perception he's seen of the fan base. To him, it could be the fans are fine because yeah. he's that senile and, and stupid. He's deluded. It, yeah. it, it, I, I don't. I don't know what's what, but it's like even even the journalists, the journalists, and and the people interviewing them are asking crazy questions. They're not asking the right questions. But when the if somebody does challenge him on anything, he gets the major tit on, and then just uh, bans them or cuts them off. Oh yeah, cuts them off. And, and it's it's ridiculous. That ignorance. That lad. He, he was banned. But basically, yeah, I understand you, you didn't want the story to get out. I understand that because it makes it look, it makes you look even worse. But was he factually incorrect? And yeah. and if the answer is no, actually he was right on what he was saying, which is the case as we believe. Then why is he being banned for telling the truth? It's not North Korea. It's it's Tyneside. It's not North Korea. You are not controlling the media. The world, narrative. Openness of the press. Do you know what I mean? In one of it's yeah. like. It's like Soviet Russia, do you know what I mean? Communism and all that. It's it's just it's it's mental, mate. And this is what our football clubs coming to. Instead of instead, of, I said it last week. Instead of addressing the problems at hand, they'd rather cover it up. They'd rather yeah. rather bring in a new coach to try and make it look like they know what they're doing, or trying to make it look like they've changed it up. When in reality, mate, they haven't done any of that. It's just the same shit every week with Newcastle and. It's a it's a long couple of weeks ahead, but a very important couple of weeks ahead, and it's just it, it's so frustrating because the the club aren't going to do anything about it. They're letting this man tactically rip we apart in the press, tear the fans apart, and I've never known the fan base to be so toxic and against the football club. You've got fans at each other all the time. You've you've got your wind up merchants that'll wind up Steve, wind up Newcastle fans about the situation. I mean, there was an arsehole on Talk Sport tonight saying uh, would be in Europe next. Would oh. be in Europe next season. Like what a total! I'm not even going to post that, Paul. Yeah, that was exactly the same. It's just total, absolutely shite. case. I don't like people who will call in on radio shows like that and, and, and say shit like that. Like, you do realise the situation we're in this season and you're talking about Europe. Europe? Are you are you joking me? With the city it, it, must, it must be one of the love children. That's the only Europe thing you can think. Yeah. A European trip we're going to get is Cardiff away next season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, mate? Like, That's it. That's your love. Like, what a flipping prick. Off but, your pits. Uh, we we just got to got to fight for our lives, mate. Huge game coming up next. No doubt, the club for the rest of this week will put out little sound bites. They'll send out Jamal Lascelles because he scored, and that's a positive. And they will put the maximum Keith Bishop effect on the situation. They will call it a massive game, but our our destiny's in our own hands. They'll talk about ASM coming back shortly, Miggy coming back shortly after the international break, Wilson coming back. They'll focus on all the positives. And then we'll roll up to Brighton. And what we'll normally do is just gift gift wrap three points. So if you've been struggling, Brighton, for points, Newcastle will give you it. If you're struggling for a goal, like the you know, like like or like struggling for a win, we gift wrapped you. Whatever you are struggling with, we will gift wrap you. But it is a huge game. But what I want to see is the players doing their talking on the pitch. Understand it, get together. 
deliver us the three points that we are absolutely well, well, it, nothing <laughs> else don't come at me with uh, well you know it's a draw away and we continue our undefeated uh, you know run don't give me any of that well you know shit the thing is mate like I, I looked at Will last night and the, the the players did look like they were fighting they did look like they were giving everything they had. Some of them, in any way, the likes of Croft and that piss off. But like the likes of Lascelles, Carroll, and that when he came on, Gale, uh, Fraser, they looked like they were running, mate. They would look like they were giving everything for the shirt and that. But the lack of in, the the lack of competence from the manager, it's just there's no structure, there's no plan, there's no there's no purpose, there's no idea. And it's like, the players can run all they want, but this is why managers are paid millions of pounds a year, mate, to have a, to have a team, to have a system, to make these players who are going to give everything they've got for the shirt, to make them look efficient and to give them a reason to run and to give them a reason to have purpose going forward. And that, that's why managers are paid millions. That's why Pep Guardiola is probably on more money than any other manager. Because yeah, he's very because efficient. They can, they can make that difference. Energy you know, in the correct way instead of just, oh, we'll run for us, lads. Go on, go out and, and give everything you've got with no substance to it, mate. And that's why we are where we are. And Steve Bruce will yeah, we totally deserve it. It's okay, but it's not okay, mate. No. We we deserve, mate, where we, we deserve what where we are in the league. And at the end of the season, we will deserve the relegation that this form and this lack of class and this lack of substance, um, you know, get you. We will deserve everything like that that we deserve. The club will. The manager will. The managing director will. The only people who don't deserve it, mate, are the fans. The fans are suffering. We are fed up to absolutely our back teeth of watching this shit week in, week out, there's no sign of this shit ending. It's gone on now for, for, for years. I put a post up saying uh, Newcastle United ruining weekends since July 2019 or whenever it was that he was appointed. And, and it's a perfect way just, just to sum it up. Another weekend, another weekend of disappointment. And you just dread the weekends coming because you think, oh shit, Newcastle are going to find a new way just to fuck my weekend over. As well, yeah. like for like for us, a, a negative podcast. Like constantly, and I know we say it, like, but honestly, I just wish I could. We could bring you a, a positive podcast. I wish I could like sit here yeah. and be like, Newcastle were great. Newcastle were fantastic. Newcastle had a great want. bit of play. I want to talk about football, Paul. When it, what, we've talked about half an hour of football in the last three podcasts. We're a football yeah. podcast. You know what I mean? There's just no, we, we play no football. And, and yes, there, there are little there are little uh, little positives here and there. We we both saying before the podcast started, we thought Jamal Sells has been fantastic the last yeah. few games. That's I personally thought it, that Paul Paul Dummett didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, he's not the sort Clark of player we well. get Clark's up been front. Good. Clark's been you know really really good. Unfortunate, obviously, with the own goal and you know helping in a way helping his old team out. Uh, there was nothing really that he could that he could do, but he's been fantastic recently. So well, they are a little positive. Right. Joe, Linton, Joe Linton, Joe Linton played better than what he has been playing, but again, there's still huge issues, and it's he's still not forty million pounds worth of. Um, he never will be, man. Playback, and, and and you're right, he never will be. And and the the, the scout who scouted him and Kraft needs needs shot. To be honest, it's it's beyond a bloody joke. Needs to be fired. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there's there's li- there's little things like that here here and there. Um, but w- we need more. We need much much more. We need players to be able to grab hold of these games, take it to the opposition. Be brave. We need the manager to be brave, be, be bold, and try and win games and stop going in with the mindset of we're coming here not to lose because it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. I just hope and pray, like I've said every other single end of the podcast, that come next week we do have a little bit more positivity to be well, here. Actually, we do have some football to talk to you about. Well, that, that, that's that's the thought, but... I'm I'm pulling out the superstitions, Paul. Um, because me saying I hope next week's going to be a positive one. I say it every week. It doesn't happen. We'll have a negative one next week. So I'm hoping a guest, a guest, will be a good omen, mate. Next week, next week, 
Um, I've been, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Jack, who I mentioned, uh, who's been, who you might see on Twitter, has done loads of fantastic stuff uh, with graphic design in Newcastle United. Recently, has joined Gallagher Shots. Um, he's been, I've been talking about him coming on before he joined Gallagher Shots, but I'm happy to see he's coming on next week after after the Brighton game. That one. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully. Jack, mate, I know you listen. Oh, Jack, mate, actually a YouTuber, so we'll say it. Jack, lad, <laughs> um, I hope you can be a good a good superstition. If you're a good superstition, we might ask ask you on all the time. If you if you if we're winning every week, you're on every week. It's I, a contract. That's it. <laughs> yeah. If we win next week, because you're on, that is you on every single every, every single week. If uh, if if we're winning every week, uh, whatever Gallagher shots offering you, we'll double it. I, I'm not saying Gallagher shots offer you any money, like uh, the don't, but <laughs> we'll double we'll, it. We'll, we'll break we'll break the transfer record for uh, Magpie twenty four seven. We'll, 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 we'll go full on Joel and give you uh, forty million jelly baby customers. <laughs> That's all we can afford. But um, <laughs> I hopefully a good omen uh, going into next week. Obviously. Yeah, we're just trying to, again, trying to sum up Steve Bruce best we can. Thanks again for sticking with me. But if there's anything you want to add, Paul, before we wrap up. Yeah, I will just say, though, tomorrow, uh, as we record this uh, today on the Saturday, it's uh, Mother's Day tomorrow. So shout out to all the fantastic mothers out yeah. there. I will shout out Kerry as well. Um, because she's uh, yeah, she has to she has to put with me. So I'm going to give a, a massive shout out to to her. And obviously the kids have got all their presents and stuff ready for tomorrow, and they've made the cards and everything else like that. So yeah, shout out to all the fantastic mothers out there. Well, um, I can't quite ruin Mother's Day, mate. Yeah, they can't, can't ruin the total the total weekend. Mom it, stuff, yeah. It started bad, but they can't ruin the entire weekend, mate. But Aye, that's let's it. just hope for some brighter times ahead, mate, because yeah, there's no doubt so, about mate. it. We want a bit of positivity to be able to uh, talk about. As for tomorrow, mate, I'm not even going to think about football. I'll get the Brighton game out of the way and then just crack on my day, mate. Honestly, I'm just going to spend, spend the Come day on Southampton. And then yeah, crack on from there. But yeah, we'll Southampton tomorrow, aren't we? But uh, right. I, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there, mate. I think that's all we've all all. I think we've covered everything in the last week. Um, but I will uh, we'll love you and leave you, and hopefully Jack next week can give we a good a, a good look omen and uh, but un- in stuff. But until then, fingers crossed, mate. Ne- uh, positive <laughs> podcast next positivity, week. Positivity, the power positive. of positivity. We'll 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 bring out the superstitions. We're trying everything. It's down to the players. <laughs> At the end of the day, we can bring on fifty-five different guests. It might not make a difference, but fingers crossed. But we'll we will try. <laughs> Enjoy your Mother's Day and 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 stuff like that tomorrow. And uh, yeah, catch us in a bit, everyone. See you later. Soon.